D. Smith, welcome in. It is the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast, of course, brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. They make incredible beer in the South Bay, and they make incredible beer at Three Punk Ales, and they make a beer called Golsh, which uh, we on this podcast absolutely love, and we recommend you drink it while uh, listening to this podcast. And today is a episode of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast where I highly recommend you crack a cold one, sit back, and you have an opportunity, Darren, today to listen to the first ever player for SD Loyal. I like it. It is team one, and he is player number one. He's a name that people around San Diego know very, very well. He is Sal Zizzo, who was the very first signing in the history of SD Loyal, Jordan, which you know, I think means a lot. I mean, we we know there are going to be a lot of players that come through the doors over the years, but there can only be one first player in club history, and Sal Zizzo joining us here on the podcast. Sal, this is Darren Smith, Jordan Carruth. Thank you very much, and congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's an honor to be the, the first player for sure. Um, being from San Diego, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, it's been a, a whole week for you at the time of this recording here, so what has the first week of being a member of SD Loyal been like for you? It's been really, really awesome. I mean, a little bit overwhelming. Tons of tons of people have been reaching out, uh, friends and family. Uh, very excited that I'm coming home, and you know, texting me that they're going to be at all the games. So, uh, which is a good thing. So, uh, no, it's just been really exciting. Right now, we've been just um, getting the move down. Uh, we're moving into our house in the next couple of days. Uh, bought a house in Chula Vista, so uh, we're excited about that. Hey, Chula Vista. Shout out to Chula Vista. The second shout out already on the podcast. How many text messages did you get? Emails, tweets, texts, uh, Snapchats? To be honest, I think, I think my, my mom actually got more comments on Facebook than I got put all together. But um, <laughs> I, I would say in the 50s, somewhere around there. Okay, so now do we have to get this out of the way right out of the gate, Sal? Do you need to like manage expectations now from people who you maybe hadn't heard from in a while who are like, oh, cool, pro soccer coming to town. Hey, Sal, remember me from junior year chemistry class at Patrick Henry? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of, uh, yeah, I can come try out and, and that. And so I kind of push them to the, the open tryout that I think is, uh, they're doing another one on the 22nd. So, uh, you know, if you want, if you think you're good enough and you want to give it a go, go on the 22nd and see. I like that. All right, good. Well, we're uh, excited about this as well. Sal, I wonder just, you know, what, what role, you know, being a local guy who went to Patrick Henry High School, who's played professionally, who's been in Germany, et cetera who's played in, in the USL, played in MLS, etc. You know, how much of, of how much did you pay attention to stuff that was going on here in your hometown in San Diego as it relates to professional soccer? You know, we made a run at MLS a couple of uh, you know, maybe a year and a half ago or so. Now USL, I just wonder as a guy who grew up here, how much you paid attention over the years to the future of, of professional soccer in your hometown. Uh, I always I always paid attention to it. I mean I think San Diego was always the place I wanted to settle down, and I wanted them to have a, um, you know, at first I wanted them to have an MLS team before uh, when they were doing the Soccer City stuff, and, uh, you know, I wrote a little something on my Instagram while I was in Atlanta, and, um, yeah, it's just something literally I always, I always Google searched it, hey, you know, can San Diego be the, the next MLS team, and there was always little articles about it being a possibility, and so when Landon kind of, you know, headlined that Soccer City, I was all on board with anything I could do to help. Um, but now, you know, obviously we got the, the USL team, the San Diego Loyal, so uh, super pumped about that and, you know, gave me a chance to come home, basically. 
Can you give us some insight into the recruiting process? Because it sounds like it's a recruiting process and something that was planted in your in your mind years ago with the idea of coming back home to San Diego and potentially playing professional soccer here in town. So tell us about the recruitment process. How long did it go for? And uh, obviously it ends with you signing with SD Loyal. Yeah, it was actually a, a few months. Um, you know, Landon had reached out uh, even a few months maybe before. I think I literally think I announced my retirement um and then maybe a week or two later he messaged me on on twitter um and was just like hey i know you just retired but um you know we're starting a a usl team in san diego or actually he actually just said hey can i give you a call so then gave him my number he gave me a call and then he started explaining everything uh he said didn't know what year was going to start if it was 2020 or 21 but you know, we'd love to have you. Um, kind of gave me some insight into coming out of retirement, which he's done a few times. So <laughs> that was good help. Um, no, but as soon as he said that, you know, I just kind of, you know, my blood started flowing. I was really excited. I mean, I knew San Diego was always something I wanted to do. And um, up until that point, I really didn't know that they were going to even do that. So um, he told me. I was excited. I said, yeah, let's do it. You know, it was kind of a long wait. Um, from when I first found out, but, um, yeah, I was just really excited. And then, you know, periodically he kind of gave me, uh, updates over the, the next few months up until they announced me. So it's been all uh, pretty exciting and, uh, long awaited. So when Landon reaches out, I think you said on Twitter, or on Instagram, whichever platform it was, yeah. Sal, like, is this a surprise to you? I mean, do you have any sort of experience or any sort of relationship with Landon Donovan when he gets in touch with you by whatever means he did? So, you know, Landon's the type of guy that I think he, he knows a lot of people and it's, he's an easy guy. Once you start talking to him, you feel like you've you know known him for years and been friends with him. Um, I knew him a little bit through, um, a few national team camps when, you know, years ago, 10 years ago, maybe, um, I had been called up to early on. Um, so I, I met him a little bit through that. And then over the last, you know, seven, eight years of us playing against each other in the MLS, um, you know, then, and then a lot of my friends in LA, you know, were obviously friends with him when he lived there. So there was a few New Year's parties where, you know, we hung out and whatnot. So, you know, we knew we knew each other, and so when he reached out, I knew it had to do with something, you know, regarding soccer in San Diego. I just didn't know what. Huh, interesting. New Year's with Landon Donovan. Yeah, what's that like? Yeah, what's a holiday what party with stories? Landon? <laughs> uh, it's a great party. It's a great party. <laughs> so when Landon is recruiting you to SD Loyal, what, what is he selling? What is he selling to you about the club itself? Like, Give us some insight on what he expects the club to look like once it actually is on the field and starting in 2020. Well, it's going to be similar to, you know, what I was used to my whole career, which is an MLS-style team. I mean, and that's pretty much all he knows. And I don't really expect it to be, you know, people kind of say, oh, USL, it's a second division, this and that. But I don't really think that's going to be the case. I think we're going to be a team that, you know, obviously I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but it's going to be able to compete with some of the teams in the MLS. Um, You know, obviously there's going to be Open Cup, which is a chance for us to, compete against some of the, the better teams in, in the U.S. So, um, yeah, I think you're going to get a, a good group of guys, you know, people that are not only good at soccer but are good people off the field. And I think that was important for him when he started building this team. By the way, how much recruiting had to go into this for you? 
as a local? I mean, did he did he just have to say like, so Sal? And you're like, yep, yes, done. Okay, get me. I'm happy to go back. I mean, pretty much. I mean, there was a little negotiations here and there, but it was it was all pretty set. I mean, I think we both knew once he mentioned it that it was going to happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, literally, it's it's. I'm over the moon. I'm excited. I like. I, I always wanted to play soccer in San Diego. And, there wasn't really that platform, uh, at least in the outdoor game. Obviously, there's the San Diego Soccer who crush it and in, in indoor. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for an outdoor game, it's going to be really cool. And and I would think at the time, I mean, how much did you have? Did you have any idea when Landon first reaches out to USL that, oh, by the way, not only is he attempting to bring USL to town, but he might be your manager. I mean, did did that sort of thing come up at all, or did that evolve over time? How did you find out that Landon was I, not only going to be bringing you here and recruiting yeah. you here and be part of ownership, but also be the manager of the club? It's weird. When he first reached out, I think he was still playing for the Soccers, and I was kind of like, oh, does he want me to like come play for the Soccers? Is he trying to get me to come play? <laughs> so I didn't really know. But, uh, you know, then he called, and I think I had asked him that question from the start, are, are you going to play? And uh, I think he, I don't know if he had decided, you know, what he wanted to do yet, but I think it was some type of role, whether it be coaching or GM or, or obviously now it's both. But um, at the time, I, I think he was pretty clear that it wasn't going to be a player. Sal, I think you have a very interesting playing experience throughout your career. I mean, you, you started obviously here in San Diego. Talk about your time at Patrick Henry High School. You go to UCLA for a couple of years. Uh, Pac-10 freshman of the year, and then you decide to go to the Bundesliga. And mm-hmm. beyond the Bundesliga, you've, you've gone to MLS. You've gone to different teams. You were an MLS Cup champion with Atlanta. You have experience with the Red Bulls, Sporting Kansas City, and Portland. For you to go through the journey that you've gone through in your career, starting in San Diego, and now to have the opportunity to come back to San Diego to potentially finish your career, do you have a chance? I know you haven't. You have yet to kick off in 2020, but have you had a moment to kind of reflect, to, to think about your journey and how it's ended back home in SD. Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's come full circle, and and I'm lucky enough to to be able to do that. I mean, a lot of players don't get to play in their hometown, and um, really, I, I was the biggest advocate for San Diego wherever I went. I mean, when I was in Germany, I was talking to the players over there, like, "Oh, you guys haven't been to San Diego? You got to check it out. You'll fall in love." Blah blah blah. And I basically did that wherever I went. So for it to come full circle, and me actually get to play in the city that I talk about so much and that I grew up in, uh, it really is like a dream come true. And then one other thing that I noticed when I when I look at your career and see the places that you've played, I mean, you've played in front of some crazy atmospheres, some great atmospheres, and most recently, obviously, an MLS Cup champion with Atlanta United and what they're able to do in Atlanta. Any uh, Anything you want to say to the, the locals here in San Diego, the supporters group that's being created that's going to be behind net, that maybe some advice? You've seen some really good supporter sections in your time. You've seen some great atmospheres. What are you hoping to bring to SD? Yeah, I mean, I, I hope they... They spread the word and, and keep bringing more and more people. I think the key is to to get you know your friends and family to come to one game, and I, I think from there it kind of speaks for itself, and people will get hooked. You know, like you said, I was lucky enough to play in some of the really the best crowds in in the MLS. Um, so, yeah, I think you just gotta like you know bring your friends and family, and uh, once you do that, they'll they'll be hooked and they'll be at every game. Sal, a career that took you internationally, domestically, uh, not to, to you know make any questions whatsoever about your professionalism, but do you think there will be something different for you at this stage of your career playing for your hometown and having San Diego across your chest? 
Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I've I've spoken with Landon about it, and really, this is the most excited I've ever been uh, for any professional season. For obviously, for obvious reasons, um, you know, it's going to be special. I've never actually worn, you know, the name San Diego across my chest. So, uh, in that sense, you know, it's going to be it's going to be really awesome. I can't really put into words until I actually, you know, step on the field and even the training sessions and getting to wear the logos and uh, you know the little things. So. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. And and from your experience with the USL, what can you say to people who are listening to this podcast? Maybe they didn't have a ton of exposure to the United Soccer League. What would you tell them about your experiences there and the reputation of the league and the quality, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, it's a league that, you know, there's teams that can compete against MLS teams. And in the Open Cup every year, there's USL teams going on a run and beating multiple MLS teams and getting, uh, you know, to the semis and, close to the finals and I think even one won the finals a few years ago um so yeah I, I think it's a very athletic league a lot of young players besides me <laughs> a lot of young <laughs> players who you know are willing to, to they want to make it to the top league so there's a lot of hunger um very athletic uh, a lot of a lot of speed a lot of uh, uh good players so yeah come check it out all right, Sal, last question for me. It's a question about rivalries, and I'm trying to understand how this is going to work in San Diego. Who will be SD Loyal's rival? Are we only going with clubs that are close to us? Like, is it Orange County, LA Galaxy 2, or are rivalries kind of created on the pitch, and we see what happens, and maybe a rivalry is created that way? Which way do you see it kind of planning uh, playing out? I see it. You know, initially, um, sometimes rivalries are created just based on location, right? Um, you know, when we were in Atlanta, they always kind of forced us to have a rival with Orlando. Um, and I didn't see there ever really being a rival unless the media and the proximity to the location, whatever, you know, really come of that. Um, I like the rivalries that kind of happen organically and just, you know, based on when you're on the field, there's a few scuffles and, you know, you're two good teams going at it. And, you know, similar to like Kansas City and Salt Lake. In the MLS, I think that was a good rival over the years. And then you also got, you know, the Seattles and Portland where it's, it's you know, in their blood that you're going to hate each other. So, um, you know, initially it'll probably be, you know, Orange County, Las Vegas, Phoenix, you know, the teams close by. But um, who really kind of emerges from that, I guess you're going to have to see. Um, after the first few times playing them. Yeah, my prediction has been here, Sal, that it'll be Vegas. Again, now there's no way to yeah. know this because things happen organically, but there's a little something there with Winalda and Landon and Vegas, yeah. is, and it might be, it sounds like it's going to be the first match week that, that yeah, at home or in Vegas, it sounds like it's going to be SD Loyal versus the Las Vegas Lights on ESPN News, so I have a sense that that's going to be a pretty good start to, to the, uh, the rivalry, if we will. Yeah, could be, could be. I mean, two obviously American soccer legends, so um, <laughs> a lot of the news should probably in, in be about them. But um, yeah, I'm I'm down for whatever. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. And and I would think also, and last thing for me, Sal, would just be you know being from here and being back in town and, and relocating and and moving into a, a home in Chula Vista. I would think you're probably going to uh, play a role in, in helping recruit players in some capacity. I mean, if, if you know a player reaches out and says, hey, Sal, you know this area. What do you think it's going to be like? I would think that you're probably going to be very beneficial to SD Loyal in explaining what this soccer community is all about for people who might be considering SD Loyal. Absolutely. I mean, but even before I announced, you know, I had told a few friends, and ever since it's been announced, I've had 
teammates, ex-teammates from MLS and um, team players I've played with over the years all reach out and say, hey, hey, get me to San Diego. Oh, it's a beautiful city. Oh, I want to play there. I want to play there. So Landon's phone's kind of been blowing up for me a little bit. Uh, I'm kind of passing along the, the messages. So, uh, you know, I'll leave that up to him, what kind of fits within the budget. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a shortage of, of players that want to play here and want to come here. Sal, congratulations on being the uh, first player with SD Loyal. We're very excited for the season to kick off in March. 2020 going to be here before everyone realizes it. So congratulations to you and uh, welcome home. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. All right, Darren, there he is, the first player for SD Loyal, Sal Zizzo. Love it. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good, too. And a cool story. I mean, who, who's not going to get into that story, whether somebody's a, a soccer fan here locally or whether somebody – I mean, the one thing, Jordan, and you would know this more than I since you're a San Diego native and I've only been here for 20 years. But, oh, only 20 years. Well, I mean, 17 for actually counting. But, yeah, you know how, how proud people are of hometown people, of how, hometown athletes, hometown – guys, etc. So, you know, I think that that's going to be a pretty big deal working for Sal Zizzo. It was very smart and strategic for them to sign him for those purposes, but also, by the way, because he's been around, because it sounds like he's got a ton of connections, either through U.S. soccer or USL or MLS or internationally or what have you. Because, again, I mean, Sal Zizzo might not be a name that everybody immediately doesn't click, but, like, clearly he is dialed in with soccer in this country because who else gets to go to New Year's Eve parties with Landon Donovan? Exactly. I've never done that. I have not done that either, and I would love to hear the stories that are shared at these holiday parties with Landon Donovan. Yeah, it sounds like that's going to be for interview two. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to find out what's going on there, but I thought he was really good, and I, I, it's nice for him to come back home to San Diego. He He's going to play on the back line. He's winger, fullback. We, we've seen a couple defenders announced so far, Darren. We've seen a midfielder announced so far. We have not. We have yet to see a forward announced. We'll see, but SD Loyal, three players, late December. This is typically the time of the year where USL releases its schedule, and you gave us a little bit of a tidbit there in the interview. You said something about... ESPN News, mm-hmm. SD Loyal against the Las Vegas Lights, Correct. season opener. March 7th. In Vegas or in San Diego? I think it's going to be in San Diego, though I don't have that officially confirmed. I mean, in San Diego is clearly the right answer. If anyone wants to ask me, the right answer is in San Diego. Although, I will happily go to Vegas for that opener. Me too. Yeah. I don't care where it is. I'm in for that one. I want the schedule to be released. It's usually released this time of the year. Do you have any idea when the schedule is actually going to be announced? Uh, I thought you told us it was December. It'd be mid-December. What I said Because I know I, I woke up this morning year, to a lot of MLS scheduling news. I was like, okay, great. Where do we get the USL schedule? Yeah, so last year, it, it had already been, I believe, announced by this date in 2018. So this is typically the time that they're, they're announcing it. They have their meetings, their winter meetings, or whatever it's called for USL. And this is when they announced the schedule, Darren. And I think there may have been the whispers... The whispers on Reddit, Oh, the whispers on the message boards of Reddit, are actually blaming Miami being a late addition to the league, and uh, it is forcing them a couple extra days to figure out this schedule. So maybe, maybe the schedule gets announced early 2020. I have no idea. I haven't talked to anyone about that. I want to be very clear about that. I read that on some comments on Reddit. That's my source. Okay, and, and I saw the Union Tribune put out there that it would be the lights... And the loy- and SD Loyal. Oh, I missed week that one. entirely. And so following up with the club, it was, yeah, it's probably... And it's really, really smart when you think about it. If you get that match on ESPN News, because it is Eric Winalda and the managerial debut for Landon Donovan, that will get 
not only USL headlines, that will become, now listen, I mean, it's not going to be the Super Bowl, but you know, for our purposes in our ecosystem here, that's going to get a lot of run. Like, Winalda, that is a brilliant opening match for USL to put Landon Donovan and Eric Winalda, the Las Vegas Lights against SD Loyal at Torero Stadium on March 7th on ESPN News. Like, that, that gets headlines everywhere in the soccer universe. And that is one of the benefits of the league being partnered with ESPN because you know that it's going to be ESPN News, ESPN Plus. I mean, you're going to have to go to an ESPN product to find all these matches anyway if you're going to watch through the ESPN family. And that forces ESPN to promote this league and to promote these matchups. And so when that matchup actually comes around in the opener, if it is Vegas against San Diego, like the UT is reporting, um then ESPN not only will promote it on their site, it will likely be on ESPN.com on the front page. I don't know if it will be the main picture. I can promise you it will be like the main thing on ESPN FC's website, if nothing else. But you're right. The fact that it's with ESPN on ESPN News, you're going to get a lot more run. Did you just get more info or something? Well, there's other stuff that's leaking out. It's funny because, you know, <laughs> um, no ego here. But I will just say that uh, it is also out there now that the CW San Diego is carrying every SD loyal game on television starting in March. Now, matches like this, as we're discussing, will be on ESPN News, from what I've been told. But the CW San Diego, Jordan, for those that have been waiting for some sort of broadcast news where you can catch SD loyal games if you're not going to make it to Torero Stadium, I'm looking at a tweet here because I was doing my research on Sal Zizzo, and he went on the CW, or on local CBS 8, I guess, and it says the CW San Diego carrying all the loyal games starting in March. How about that? So we're going to have television distribution. We're still waiting on radio distribution, but you will have broadcast. We know of one broadcast outlet. We know all these are going to be on ESPN Plus, whether you're in market, out of market. I don't know exactly what the rules are going to be with regards to CW locally in Channel 6, but uh, there that's at least out there now that we have opening weekend, match day one, we think. Not 100% confirmed by the club yet. We have broadcast outlet, television-wise, mm-hmm. visually, we're waiting for some sort of, of audio broadcast. And we also know that there's gear right down the road from where we're recording today at Soccer Loco. Right. Where I'm stopping after work today because I have to do some holiday shopping. Nice. That's a, yeah. that's a good approach. And it's an approach that I'm taking as well. Yeah. Well, so we'll just have to wait till Soccer Loco opens so Jordan can go right That's where I'm doing my Christmas shopping this year, everybody. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I mean, she's not going to listen to this, but I was like, hmm, I bet my wife would like that. Oh, you're getting your wife. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. You're going with the Tory Green? Are you going to go with one of the uh, Sunset Reds? Uh, they have a woman's uh, zip-up hoodie, it looks like, where mm-hmm. the crest is over on the uh, left side, left side chest. So I will go with that. I saw a lot of the uh, SD Loyal gear at the San Diego Soccer's game Friday night, actually. I saw a couple hoodies, How saw a that? couple hats, Yeah, a lot I, of SD Loyal as gear. As a matter of fact, I think they had Sal out there sometime last week, either on Friday. I think Friday of last week they had Zizzo out there. How about that? So, promoting it back in his hometown, so et cetera. So, a national TV outlet, a local TV outlet, and radio outlets to be determined. A lot of outlets for this club. A lot of outlets. That's good. A lot of distribution. Get that message out there. You gotta get it out there. You know what I really liked about that interview with Sal, to kind of go back to that? He told us he was selling San Diego wherever he was going before he had even signed with SD Loyal. You yeah. know, like he went to the Bundesliga right out of UCLA after a couple years at UCLA, and he told us, oh, yeah, that's when I started telling everyone on my team, like, you need to get to San Diego. And it, you could totally 
picture him wherever he went, no matter the club. Atlanta, Portland, Kansas City. Hey, you guys, we, if there was a club in San Diego, we would all be there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I could just picture those conversations. Yeah, I know. And he's played in, two in, in front of two of the better, um, in front of the two better Two of the better fan bases in in North America, right in the states at any level, that would be Portland and Atlanta. Yeah, and again, you know, I think the Red Bulls are sort of in and out sometimes. Sometimes it seems like it's better than other times, but Atlanta and Portland for sure. So you know, let's make sure that we do our hometown guy right here and make sure that joint is rocking when we get to March. Yeah, no pressure, locals. No pressure, no pressure at all. At all. Yeah, he was really good. He was very. Uh, in- he gave us a lot of insight there. I felt like we were. Well, we're good interviewers. What can we say? We get the guy to open I thought up. A he was, bit. I thought he was great, is all I'm saying, Darren. Yeah. What he can was... we say? We're, this is a very comfortable podcast. People like coming on it. They do. And yeah. I hope you uh, listen to He's going to Chula Vista, bought a home in Chula Vista. Yeah. Right next to Three Punk Ales, probably. He, he told us right before he started. He's, you know, his day's getting going here. We're recording on a Thursday morning. He's thinking about a California burrito for lunch. So <laughs> he's so San Diego. God, I, love I want it. this season to start. I love it. I love I it. I do. I really, really want the season to start. So, so schedule should so come. So three out. players in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sal, who you just heard of Eric Avila, I believe is how you pronounce the last name, another local guy, Emra Clementa, who's uh, another defender as well. Uh, and and we'll take these opportunities to get to know some of these guys yeah. as the weeks go by. That's what this podcast is here for. Absolutely. And we're also here to discuss other things like Chelsea Tottenham this weekend, Darren. We're not actually going to discuss that, are we? I, I are we no, but we have a Christmas present that we can open. Thank if you God, would rather, I did not if want you to would talk rather open Chelsea a Tottenham. Christmas gift from one of our podcast listeners, it says to the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, Darren Smith and Jordan Carruth. Hold it on, was hold delivered on, hold on. in a Vons bag. Okay, that's what. By I the way, these ask. bags are worth money, and I am taking this bag home. So that did that was your bag, or was that the bag it was delivered? That was in? the bag it was delivered. In. I love that. And this is from who again? I'm sorry, I was this focused is on the bag. From uh, well, listen, two DS. Zizou better than Pep, Blaugrana not as good as Los Blancos, <laughs> Ala Madrid not a mas. Oh, well, so Pep. you tell me. <laughs> to JC, shot may be rated a bit too high after watching the old new media halftime match. Now this is tape, so you're going to have to listen as I open this up. But this is from one of our listeners. His name is Tom. If you haven't figured it out by now, he is a uh, Real Madrid supporter. He is also Nolan's dad, El Padre de Nolan. So I'm at uh, Bricotta a couple weeks ago in the rain. This is, He's uh, very good. Way better than I am. This is uh, should not be a surprise to anybody. A listener who uh, last year gave us a Christmas gift, gave me a Christmas gift. He gave me uh, some Cristiano Ronaldo underpants. Whoa, he actually made... This is amazing. He made me a 96 striker? Wow. Oh my goodness. Shot may be rated. It made me a... Uh, That's what's on the inside of the whole thing? Yeah, look at that. I was excited. All right, I'm going to be... Tom. If you're listening, I hope you are. I was excited about the sticker on the on the cardboard on the outside. The the actual prize itself is a full version of Darren and I's FIFA cards. Our FIFA cards. This is fantastic. So I have Chelsea in the U.S. You have Barca in the U.S. Uh huh. He didn't do a Crystal Palace for you, huh? He did not. Okay, 96 striker. What's your position? Uh, center back. 96 striker. I hear SD Loyal's looking and for what a numbers do you get? Uh, what numbers do you have? I mean, I'm 96, 96, I'm 96, 69. 96, and I got a couple 69s as well. I'm 69 across the board. You are. Wow. You're 69 <laughs> in every category. You're consistent. That's what she said. That you're very consistent. Um, <laughs> thank 
Thank you, Tom. This is amazing. Wait. I don't I know where he got this done. Picture of this. Yeah, how do you get this done? Because uh, now this cards is... plugs, I think, is is he put the card in here. Thanks for shopping with us. We'll post a picture of this on Instagram, by the way. Unnamed no Soccer Podcast on Instagram. No doubt. Yeah, saw him at Barcada a couple weeks ago, and it was raining on that Friday night. I needed to get ready for the uh, that's halftime. Great. Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. Look at you. 96. You're a 69. Hmm. I'm clearly a better player than you. Now, if anyone came to the game on Friday night, it's very obvious I am not. But. Yes. Well, I'm glad that we uh, maintained our reputation yes. in soccer's halftime extravagance. I had, I will say, I had such a fun time Friday night. I had, so my wife came out, got her tickets to the game, soccer set her up. They were fantastic. She had an amazing time, went with her friends, enjoyed the match. Obviously, halftime was the reason she showed up and she got to make fun of me. And that wasn't the point. But overall, just what a fun night. And then, Darren, not only did we continue the tradition of being terrible on the field, which, again, should not be a surprise to anyone. Hello. Uh, we went to Buena Forqueta afterwards, like you nice. and I did last time at the half, uh, halftime match. So that tradition continues as well. Buena Forqueta. Yes. Probably the highlight of your night. You know, I had some, I had some decent moves. I had some bad moves. And... Uh, but unfortunately, Jordan, if I'm if I'm hearing correctly, and I have to hear this all second and third hand, it sounds like you are the Chris Wondolowski of the new media team. Well, I know you either talk to Nate or Craig. I think that it's I know because I went through this last year. It gets exaggerated that you had a howler. Oh, is that how it? Works? Because that's how it happened for me. Like I'm, it was not the way they described it last no? year. But I just wore it. Was yeah. it worth fighting? Yeah, no, I wore it all weekend. I posted a video of it of how bad I am. Yeah. I made fun of myself all weekend. And then uh, Craig and Nate continued to text me throughout the weekend, just dragging me for Friday night's performance. And I'm just here to say I had a fantastic time Friday night with my pregnant wife, who had a great time at that match, and friends, and tequila, and it was amazing. Nice. And I'm not going to let a howler bring me down. And don't I'm not going to let Nate or Craig drag they me down They tried to drag either. me down last year. I don't they know said I whiffed to... and it was like the ball wasn't even near me. Yeah, like, please. I saw people giving me match ratings of 7 out of 10. That's pretty damn good. I saw a nice back heel. That seems to be your go-to. And El Padre de Nolan gave me a 96. So, Solid. suck it, Nate. Suck, suck it, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anything you need to, uh, we need to, to address before we go? Jordan, you said Spurs and... Yeah, Joe's this weekend. Jose hey, congratulations. Your your um, transfer ban lifted. got lifted since the last time we podcast, so that's exciting news for you in January. Correct. I'm very excited for that. It sounds like they have some money to spend because they've been, you know, pocketing it all. Good. They sold Hazard. They've been selling players. They haven't been able to spend any money, and they typically spend a lot of money anyway. So get ready, Europe. Here comes the cash. How do you feel about your Champions League draw? I feel well. It's all I all I think about is 2012. That's all I thought about, yeah. and it's all I'll think about until we probably get bounced, unless something happens. But again, anything can happen in that tournament. Yep. Just go back to 2012. Same. You know, I'm I'm at least glad that Barca opens up a way, and we were projected to face off once again. Did you yeah. know that? I'm okay with Napoli, though. Yeah. Especially I'm, they've had some some managerial uh, turnover there. Same thing for Bayern, by the way. They've right. had some managerial turnover. But now they have well. like Coutinho, who apparently is like the best yeah, player in the world. And Barca's paying the bill on that one, so you're welcome. Uh, also, I want to shout out, speaking of Barca, I want to uh, shout out to, to a group of people who have definitely supported this podcast. This is great. And that would be uh, Peña Blaugrana San Diego, which is the official FC 
Barcelona Supporters Club. And when I say official, I do mean official because it became official from the club itself. The week of the Classico, Jordan, think about that. Classico played on Wednesday afternoon. The week of the Classico, uh, a board met in Barcelona, in Catalonia, and approved, I think, seven or eight new peñas, which is the word used to describe supporters groups for Barcelona fans, FC Barcelona fans. And uh, FC Barcelona approved... The local Pena here, the local supporter group, which, yes, absolutely. Love Round it. of applause for for Pena Bar- uh, Blaugrana San Diego. This but is a they're big one deal. Of, they're one of 10 in the United States. Yeah, that's they are a just huge one of deal. 10 in the United States. And I texted my boy Ruben Aguilera this morning to say, let me just, you know, give me, give me some thoughts here. He says, we are recognized by Football Club de Barcelona, World Pena's Federation, and the World Confederation of Pena's. Uh, this local Pena, which meets at Serrano's in downtown San Diego, officially established formal with an identification number and everything, direct connection with the football club, with the administrative branch. They are tasked with promoting the Barca sentiment, such as the values, the ethics, the social integration, respect, sportsmanship, values that reflect FC Barcelona's commitment to society. As you know, Mesque Un Club is the official uh, a saying of FC Barcelona. They now can exercise. Uh, they have holder benefits. They get discounts. They get match tickets for uh, the uh, women's team, for handball, basketball, you name it, everything that's going on there, the megastore. And they became, became the 10th official supporters group in the United States, our local Blaugrana Pena, San Diego. That's so so awesome. Ruben Ray, Jack, everybody there, uh, Tyler, everybody who's been so great and welcoming to us, they, they put our scarf up at Serrano's every single week. We appreciate it, and we say congratulations to you guys. Sorry we couldn't win the Classico yesterday, but mm. hey, uh, a draw when you're not playing all that well, I guess worse things could have happened. They, uh, they build things the right way with that uh, Pena. They build it the right way, and they'll continue to grow because that's the way it's headed because they do the right things over and over, and they get recognized for it. What a huge honor. That I mean, is the week of the Classico to be officially accepted as a, an official Barca Pena is just, it, it is... It's hard to comprehend. It's hard to put into words how big of a deal that is. But congratulations to those guys who worked so hard to make that happen. Also, congratulations to Sal Zizzo, the first player with SD Loyal. We do appreciate him uh, making his first ever appearance on the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. He sounded very comfortable on the pod, Darren. I would, I would agree. He's back home in San Diego. We'll have to get him back on again. Yeah, we'll go have... get that SD Loyal gear. It is available right before the holidays. That that Tory green is fantastic. Yeah. The colors are. I still I like love the colors. You've got a hat on. I've got my sticker right here on the side of my Yeti. 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 All right. Anything else? We got good? It. We're done. Peace.